This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment. Welcome, ladies, gentlemen, boys, and girls, children of all ages. This is the Fast Break Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Anderson. Alongside me, as always, is Ricky Wilber. What's up? What's up, guys? And Dave Oster. Breaking out the finger guns for the video podcast. I like it. Gotta, gotta do it, it sometimes. When, when, no, you do it all the time. Not you, all the you time. This I haven't done it in a while. Check what? the last video podcast. Look. I don't think I did it. Uh, we do have a clip. Nope. All right. Uh, anyways, <laughs> uh, welcome to the Fast Break Podcast. Show me salad. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the Fast Break Podcast. Uh, we are going to be talking about Paul George. Uh, there's rumors swirling around that apparently he might be going to the Pistons. Uh, we're going to be talking should the Pacers be even considering trading Paul George. Uh, then we're going to go talk about Carmelo Anthony, Phil Jackson. They are battling, having words in New York, even though New York has been winning lately. I believe seven of their past. Uh, 10 they have won and then also to wrap it up we're gonna be talking about coaches that could be on the hot seat uh you know guys that haven't panned out in their first year guys who haven't been panning out their whole career uh aka alvin gentry uh we'll be we'll be diving into that and, and jumping into that but first let's talk about the big news pg 13 we got paul george in indiana one of the young stars in the nba uh anthony uh who helps out with the piston stuff i believe he runs a piston site uh, sent us a link on Twitter, uh, you know, talking about a possible trade of PG-13 to Detroit. Uh, now there's more rumors. I think even uh, Stan Van. Uh, He's come out and squashed it. Yeah, squashed them. Um, but the, the question we're, we're posing isn't really should Detroit pursue him. It's more should the Pacers look into trading Paul George because he's got two years on his contract still uh, after this season and he's 26 years old still young but he's coming off that you know nasty leg break so I mean, let's throw it out there should the Pacers consider trading Paul George no they shouldn't and the reason being is exactly what you said Sean he's controlled for this year and then two more years after mm. I mean the only thing that I can think of is Unless you're going to get a King's Ransom, or in this case, I should say a Brooklyn Nets type of ransom for Paul George, why trade him? You have him under control, and then if it doesn't work out by the 18-19 season, then you can start thinking about trading him in that contract year. I just think that right now his value, like, it's a weird thing with his value would more teams value him more because he's got contract like that contract control? Yeah, I so mean, they might give up more. Or is it, or is it like a hey, you know what? We don't really need to get him right now. Let's wait and then we'll see if a deal comes up in two years. I think I think especially with the control and how much he's actually costing you, I think without a doubt. I mean, that's going to add it's to his value. Yeah. Without without a doubt, you get him for two years on a cheap contract, and you know, I mean, nineteen twenty mil is cheap for a guy that will be making up to, upwards point, to yeah. 26 mil in, in his in his first year of his, his next contract, especially depending on how the salary cap rises. Dave, what are your thoughts when you, you hear this? Because I know my thoughts when I'm listening and seeing, oh, yeah, the Pacers are thinking mm-hmm. about you know trading Paul George. I'm saying you're 15 games of the season. This is, might be a little too ridiculous. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. I think this is a team that is still trying to find you know where they fit together. You know, They brought in a lot of veteran players. They made, you know, what we all talked about was probably one of the best off-seasons by going after, you know, Thad Young, bringing in a, a veteran point guard and adding a bunch of guys to that bench to try to round Al it Jefferson. out. Al Jefferson mm-hmm. was one of the big guys they brought in. Uh, Jeff Teague hasn't panned out well, though. Like, he he looked really bad to start. He's gotten better. Um, honestly, though, I think this team needs more time to mesh. Uh, you you have no, no real, like, reason to pull the trigger at this point. 
again, Paul George under contract long term. You have Miles Turner, who looks like their bright young star on this team. And you've got a bunch of veterans out there. So, look, the only thing I'm afraid of when I look at this team is I see, I, I could see something similar to what the Pelicans have done, where they have a superstar in place and they want to rush to success and they want to go get their championship. And instead of building their team up through the draft, they're going and, you know, throwing away picks and trying to get, you know, established talent. Mm. And I'm not saying it's the same, but I'm saying it worries me that they're off to a not so quick start. And really the only team that that has successfully panned that, you know, way of uh, of going out and getting pieces like that is either, you know, the the, the Celtics of yep. old where you went out and got Ray Allen and uh, Kevin Garnett, but still with with that you got two legitimate superstars. Where in the Pacers you were adding to a team. Well, you also I would had say, a young Rondo who was mm-hmm. pretty damn yeah, good, who Perkins wasn't getting paid. And, yeah, you had Perkins too. I mean, but but, but the, the team that I would compare it to the only team that's had success this way might be the Bulls so far because you go out and get a guy of an aging D Wade, and then obviously Rondo as well, who, who's older, and that's really been so far the only kind of team that that that. Philosophy and that that we're, work has we're gone like for. one game above them. Yeah, yeah not right. I mean, we're not. We're I not mean, but, stellar. But still, looking at the way that the teams have been playing, com- comparing them, the, it the looks Bulls, better because the Bulls beat better teams, but and the, we lose to worse teams. Yeah, and the, and the Bulls just look better out there when they're at their best, where the Pacers are still struggling to to, right. to gel. And right. that's one of the reasons why I lean towards no, you don't need to trade him because, like me and Dave talked about last week when we went for our 30 minute bowl section it felt like 30 million minutes but the wasn't thing, enough it, oh it was great it was great <laughs> but the one thing that i think of and we mentioned that it's you look at the second place team in the raptors and then where the pacers are they're only four and a half back which isn't a lot of games so it's one of those things where you're sitting there going do we keep paul george know that the east is close and a few games separate us to where we win two, and let's say Boston loses two, and boom, we're up, we could jump up to the four seed. Yeah, and then our draft pick is low to where it's like, okay, but at least we were the four seed and made the playoffs. Or do you sit there and go, and this is as the season goes on, it's going to answer this question of kind of like what we've had to deal with as Bulls fans, where we thought that, oh, great, this season we're going to be ninth right out of the playoffs in that kind of draft lottery purgatory. Right. If you're going to be there, then I could lean the needle more towards yes while still saying no, unless there's that, like I said, that Nets ransom that you're getting. And you would get a Nets ransom if you trade him to the Pistons. You're getting Tobias Harris, Contavious Caldwell-Pope, and this isn't a rumored deal. This mm-hmm. isn't actually anything that's been actually thrown out there. And this is the one that's been uh, squashed already? I, mm-hmm. I believe so. This okay. was the rumored deal, which is ridiculous because you're getting three guys mm-hmm. who pretty much play the same position. Tobias Harris, Contavious Caldwell-Pope, Stanley Johnson, and three first-round picks uh, from the Pistons, which... Sounds ridiculous, but I mean, with three first-round picks from the Pistons, I mean, those—if you get Paul George on that team, especially with Reggie Jackson, and, yeah. yeah, they're mid-twenties, upper twenties in their mind. <laughs> but the thing with that is, I mean, that's way—it's you're giving up. You know, Kentavious called up Pope, who's a, pretty much a shooting, who's a shooting shooting guard slash small forward. You have mm-hmm. Tobias Harris, who is who's a small forward, and then you really also well. have Stan John, who's a small forward shooting guard. So you're pretty much getting three guys to play the same position. I mean, yeah. I, I don't understand that that, that trade logistics. It's all that rumor came from. Yeah, yeah, it, it was just the where, where's the most value they can give? But those without, picks don't even you know. have that much value for a guy like Paul George. Three first mm-hmm. round picks to a team that's going to be if I'm, just a yeah. little bit above you in the standings. If I'm trying to trade Paul George, it's a it's a tricky situation because I've got you, one want a high, you want a high pick. I want one that's real easy. What? Sixers. 
They, they, just trust they the have process. the most to give away. And adding Paul George to a team like that with young potential stars, that immediately elevates them. So they have the someone. Star? Paul George is still the star. So you're going to have Paul George, Ben Simmons, and Joel Embiid try to play on the same team? Yeah. How is that going to work? Because you put Ben at the point. Done. You put Ben at the point, but I mean he's still going to play power forward. So you have you have you have Paul George at the small forward who's yep. going to want to be a who's going to want to have the ball in his hands. He, he doesn't need it if you have. He doesn't need ben it, Simmons. but he's going to want it. Yeah. Uh, you're going to have Paul George who, who who's a good three point shooter, and then you're going to have Embiid who's a better three point shooter than your number one draft pick who can't. It doesn't have that good of a jumper. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, that's I, fair. See, looking at the logistics of that, just it doesn't make sense to me. Like, I mean, I, I understand that they it's, have the most to offer, but they have the most. They have the most. Uh, Really, I feel like it just works because bringing in Paul George makes them a legitimate team. Like right now, they're hilarious to watch and they're they're a ton of fun. But if they want this to actually pay off, they've got all the number one picks. They've got all the talent. They've got a guy who wants to get out of town who is still valuable. Unfortunately, not to the in Pacers. Yeah, yeah, that's the problem. Is you need a third team because the Pacers don't need another center. Yeah, I mean he can play power forward, fair, but it's still one of those spots where it's like, okay. If the paces are looking pure, uh, if the paces are looking purely for value, that's tough to say. Mm-hmm. Um, Try saying it three times fast. The 76ers <laughs> have the most value to offer. I think the team that makes the most sense out of all of this yep. is the Celtics. We we brought them up with the with the Ooh. Nets because you've, you've had. If you're that though, you gotta get the ne- the Nets pick. Yeah, you're gonna get you the Nets. Get you're, you're definitely gonna get the Nets pick. You're gonna get the Nets pick. You I don't know if you're gonna give up Jalen Brown, but you're gonna give up the Nets pick. You're gonna give up future picks. You're gonna give your Marcus up your own Smart. pick. Pick Marcus Smart's expendable yeah, at this can, point. That's that what I'm saying. There. But but then you have a, a lineup of Isaiah Thomas, who can be a point guard, but mm-hmm. can, isn't off a terrible off ball. Uh, you have Paul George, Al Horford, uh, and I, I look at that team and I think, yeah, that team is you, you improve the Boston Celtics. But again, I, I want to come back to the Pacers should not trade Paul George. <laughs> I don't. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. I think that with what Stan Van Gundy said, yeah. said it's just someone trying to get clicks on the internet. I think. yeah. My, my assumption is that they let this play out. They're going to finish at, uh, you know, bottom of the playoffs, uh, assuming they stay where they're at. I mean, it's they're a 500 team right now. I think there's room for them to improve. I think they can definitely gel. So they'll be, you know, five through eight slot. And you know what? They'll call this year an experiment, and they'll see where it goes. And if they need to next year, they can pull a trigger and move some guys. And plus, the East is weird. Just not in Paul general, George. Too. Move guys, yeah, not Paul George. Exactly. I mean, that's the thing is you can keep Paul George for forever. I mean, he could be your next Reggie Miller. Yeah. And, and I, I mean, just with the way things are framed, I mean, I don't know if the Pacers are going to win a championship anytime soon, just because mm-hmm. of the way the Warriors are framed, just the way the Cavs are framed. And, and there's a there's a lot of competition out the, there. The yeah. Lakers are so young too, with the Timberwolves as well. I mean, there's there's so many teams that you can see on the rise where the Pacers, I think they can be contenders, but I don't know if they're going to be a playoff, a, a championship team. The thing, though, with the Pacers that I want to mention, the East is in, in a weird position like we, we've brought up. I mean, the Cavs haven't been fantastic, but I mean, they're they're coasting, and when they play, they're Give destroying teams. Give me that term. Well, they're coasting. I mean, do you think LeBron's really, playing really, a Is he trying right to now? get a job at ESPN? I mean, did you, did you not watch that Bulls game where LeBron played like 45 minutes, I'm saying, Kyrie played 40, Caleb played like 40? I'm saying the other games. <laughs> coasting. That, I'm saying the games coasting. that they're playing against bad teams no, like, the like the Heat. Like the Knicks? Like the Heat or like the, the, Knicks. the Knicks? I don't I mean, know the Knicks are a bad team. We're going to flip some bottles over here. We're just coasting. <laughs> coasting. Well, I Anyways. mean, when you go to New York, yeah. you play the Knicks, you can always coast. Yep. Sorry, they're, not sorry, Nick fans. They're seven and three <laughs> in their past ten, so I don't know what you're talking yeah, about. It's still um, a bad team. Not, they're not, not hey, a team. hey, Ricky, look, uh, look, look at the standings. Who's above the Who's above uh, the Bulls right now? The a Knicks. lot of teams are. Above. The, the Cavs are. are also above the Bulls. The too. Knicks are as well. 
Yeah. Um, so, so are the Raptors, going back too. To, I can read the standings, Going too, back John. to my real point, um, <laughs> the, the, the East is in a weird position where Toronto isn't coasting, and, and the Cavs are, so Toronto can overtake the Cavs for the number Could one seed. Could it be just that the East is more competitive? Why does it have to be like yes, a weird I'm, situation? I'm, 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 That's what I'm. But I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying, <laughs> you, you're not letting me finish my actual t- my talk. Then here. go ahead. The, the Hawks have been bad and and really bad at falling out of the playoffs. The Pacers have been you know good of late, but they're still not going to be taking that jump. Milwaukee surprising at, at five. No one's really expecting that. The Hornets were up and down to start the season. The Celtics were up and down. They their defense has come around a little bit, uh, but they they were really bad to start the season. So looking at this. Do the Pacers have a legitimate shot to make the playoffs? And would you yes. say right now that they will make the playoffs? I'm not going to say that they will make the playoffs. I because think the Bucks fall off the face of the earth uh, because Giannis can't keep this up. Well, I think the Bucks and the Knicks are eventually the Knicks are going to implode with I, all the drama that they I have. Do, I will deny that. I will fight you <laughs> for that. I'm telling you, the Knicks are going to be in the playoffs. They'll they have impl- too much talent not the, to be. They'll implode one of these days. I think they that could the hate Pacers each other. and Hawks. They could will hate get each other the to the Bucks point of the Michael Knicks. Jordan punching out teammates, you know, on the way to to the court. And they'll still make the playoffs. See, I don't think so. I think that the Hawks and the Pacers in the end get in over the Bucks and the Knicks. And if one team knocks out the Pacers, because I'm kind of iffy about them, it's the Bucks. They'll be the eighth seed. Wow. Yeah, I don't. I disagree he's a with bold it. man. See, no, he's he's a guy who's blind because of that red shirt he's wearing. Bulls are falling out. No, they're not. The reason they're going to fall out is because I wasn't here uh, last week to to talk with the the Bulls. Oh, about so now we get Sean's Bulls so, opinions. Yeah. Jimmy Butler is I, I is think, your father is, is a top is, ten player. Is very close to the top ten. Uh, is a top ten. Is very close to the top ten. Mm, top can, ten. Can you shut the fuck up? He's very close <laughs> to the top ten, and and I wouldn't argue with someone if they put them in the top ten uh, because you know he's he's a fantastic two way player. Yep. Um And but looking at this team. Rondo's showing some personality differences. He got suspended for a game. Okay, and that suspension was basically Hoiberg saying, okay, we're going to squash this right now. Rondo apologized to the team, apologized to the assistant coach. It's done. Not going to be an issue. It's happened before. It can happen again. And it's Not happening be in Dallas. Issue. It's happened in Chicago. It's happened in Boston. Uh, Dallas it can was happen way again. worse than this. Dallas, it went on it for was. months. Hoiberg squashed it. it. I'm it's just over. saying it can come Water up again. under the bridge. Dwayne Wade is a 36-year-old man with no knees. He can go down in an instant. This bench, like you guys said, is not that spectacular. Buggy, uh, d- buggy, uh, Dougie <laughs> was uh, injured. And, and, you know, again, if, if Dougie goes out, then that bench gets even thinner. Uh, you look at the young guys. Bobby Portis isn't playing up. Denzel Valentine isn't even seeing the court that much. I just look at the Jerry and Grant hasn't been fantastic since he came over from the Knicks. Yeah. I look at this team and I just say that injuries will bite them and I, they're going to fall out of the playoffs. With the Pacers, I look at this. You have an injury to Jeff Teague. Paul George just steps up more. You have an injury to Miles Turner. Then J- Jefferson just plays more. I, I see. The, I see more of a line of players that can step up for the Pacers that will put them in. I think the you would Bucks say can they would have uh, ten starters. No, the Magic. No, God, <laughs> let's not talk about the Magic. Don't ruin my day. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think the Bucks can definitely fall out, but I think the Pacers are definitely going to be in. I think the Pistons are going to be in, and I agree with Dave. I think the Knicks are going to be in as well. But I, I think the teams that are iffy are the Bucks and Bulls that might fall out. See, but the thing that I will and the say, Hawks can always turn it around. Too. The thing that I will say about the Bulls that is different than the Pacers is. Let me say this: I was wrong mid- early season or before well, the season about the Bulls. I'll the, say that the Bulls and, and the Pacers, the same Bulls here. And I mean, Pacers, I thought the Pacers should be should be up at the top of this, and they're not. The Bulls and Pacers both have veterans on the team that they can look to. 
But the thing that I like, if you're telling me which group of veterans am I going with, and it's not just because of this red shirt, I'm going with the Bulls vets because I look at them, they got more of a killer instinct than the Pacers veterans do. You look at Jimmy, look at Wade, look at Taj, look at Rondo. Killer instinct. I can see it in every single one of those four players. Yeah, Rondo might kill his own teammates, and Wade might kill himself just you know drive driving to the basket and pulls a pulls pulls an ACL or something. Anybody, an ACL. anybody can in, anyone can, that. but it, yeah, it's more likely that Dwayne Wade will over anyone. But uh, Coach Dwayne Wade is so still uh, still more valuable Anyways. than anybody heard mm-hmm. on the other teams. Final final thoughts, Paul George. Will he be traded? No, please. Uh, throughout him. throughout his no. career. Uh, in the Pacers, let's maybe go let's talk. Let's I think talk free agency in the next is a question mark. Season. I don't think trade. I think it's free agency. If he what? wants to leave, it's it's that that's his chance. Let's the, talk in the eighteen nineteen season. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. no but no. Look in the glass glass globe here. Yeah. At, at any chance he is traded by the Pacers? If it happens, it's in that eighteen nineteen season because they're afraid he's going to walk. Zero chance. Zero chance he's traded. Zero. Right now, I am agreeing with him, but uh, well, agreeing. We agree. Podcast. I, I agree with him. Yeah, agreeing. Oh, damn it! You're making me say words. I agree with up Dave. Up down climb. Uh, I say the Pacers <laughs> could be on the up climb soon. <laughs> I agree with Dave. I don't think he's gonna be traded. I think it might be a Kevin Durant situation. Anyways, let's move on. We talked about the Knicks a little bit. Uh, we we talked about how they might have been a disappointment early on in the season, but remember that was 11 games into the season or 10 games into the season, and they weren't. Going on, they weren't seven to three in their last ten. They have been impressive when they're not playing the Cavs. Um, <laughs> looking at this, that's team, a good way to frame it. Looking at this team, uh, we, we we've seen Carmelo Anthony and Phil Jackson kind of go back and forth. Phil Jackson calling Carmelo a ball hog. Car- um, Carmelo now saying that the Knicks don't need Phil Jackson's negativity. With all of this being said, and and with Carmelo, your star, and at least your veteran, uh, going after the owner slash GM slash uh, head at, the grand head, head, of, head of basketball operations, yeah. whatever Zen whatever master. his exact yep. uh, title is, do you think that Carmelo, Carmelo Anthony and Phil Jackson and this team can come together and actually no. push towards something great? Not a chance. Not Absolutely, a they can. Well. And the reason why I say not a chance is, A, usually when teams have drama, they don't go anywhere. Two, I think that because of Phil Jackson, this could be almost seen as one of the, I said one of, not the most, one of the most poorly run franchises in what? the NBA. And also, you you talk about... Knicks D- are easily one of the poorest you, run franchises in the you NBA. Talk, say for the last 20 years, yeah. You yeah. talk about a guy... You were talking about D. Wade who can get injured. Look at Derrick Rose, who is a walking knee injury any second from now. Derrick Rose is going to get paid. Back, he's not getting injured want? this year. What do you want? But he'll, he'll, it could happen to him. But it also, could, but it won't because he's on a contract year. He's going to get paid. He's we'll, going to deliver. We'll see, Dave. And we'll also, see. who do you trust more? The backup for... D. Wade or the backup in Brandon Jennings in, in the Knicks. Brandon I mean, Jennings definitely I, has proven his worth. I, I think there there's definitely some more you know to rely on with the Knicks at least in, in the bench in the bench area because you know which is D. just Rose, something you don't hear. D. Rose goes down, you put in Brandon Jennings, and I, I think that's not that awful of a trade because or you know flip off. But then but. who? Here's the thing. Then who's backing up Brandon Jennings? Because right now. It's a perfect system. Oh, when D. Rose comes out, you put Brandon Jennings in. But if Rose goes down, oh, when Brandon Jennings needs to come out, who are you putting in there? You don't have a D. Rose-like player that you could put in there, a D. Rose contract year player. i got to say that. But there's also, I'll ask you that you question. You put Sasha if, out there at point. If D. Wade goes down, then who are you putting in there? If D. Wade goes down, who are you putting in there? Denzel. 
you trust Denzel in this first year to step up and put produce exactly like Dwayne Wade? He's not going to produce exactly like D Wade. Okay, no one's produce, saying pr- that. Produce him, produce half of what he's doing. Maybe put Dougie in there. You're gonna put Dougie at the two? No, you move. No, you move. You Jimmy slide over Jimmy over two. And and Dougie at the just three. Wondering. Yeah, I mean, again, you're, it's it. You're still fucked, no matter which way you put it, because then the Bulls have even less of a bench. So I, I still think that this New York Knicks team is too talented to not compete. They have KP, who is just being ridiculous. He he is having again his career on the upcline. He's going every right direction he needs to. On the court, off the court, like he is one of my favorite young stars in the NBA, and I think that Melo is understanding that. Hey, I can't do this forever on my own. The more chances he gives uh, Porzingis, the better this team is, uh, and especially in the regular season, this is a chance to see. All right, where's this guy's top end at? How much can he help me when I'm having an off night? When I'm not nailing my shots? When I'm shooting three for thirteen out there? Can I dump to him and expect him to make up that slack? And so far, what we've seen is yes. He can come through. Uh, my honest, my honest concern is Joe Kim Noah. Like he is a big question mark for me because while he has energy still, it's in short bursts. Uh, he is somehow their leading rebounder, which confuses the shit out of me. And I mean, honest, eight rebounds a game isn't anything to write home about. And it's not, but it's still that's disappointing that your leading rebounder is Joe Kim Noah. I mean, that's, I'm sorry, that's what it is. And Plus him and Porzingis aren't too far off. I mean, He's only playing 21 minutes a game, though. It's true. I mean, but but Joe Kim Noah has, has had decent rebound numbers. But, the, but really he, the he's, question he's is... He's a liability, though, on offense. So you're playing 4v5 out there. That's that's my point is, look, this is a team where, okay, you lose Joe. Kyle Quinn, we've seen a lot out of. Big energy guy. I like him. I like him as a replacement. But it's still, I think that if they fail, it's because Joe goes down. Because he's been that glue guy for the Bulls for a decade, it, feel, it felt like. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's what this locker room needs, is someone who can kind of bring the guys together, get them on the same page. And he knows he's not the superstar. He knows he's not a star anymore. He's just there to help out his friends and you know try to win a championship, try to push for it. And I think that between Melo, Noah, Jennings, Rose, KP, they've got enough guys out there that... They can go in a series against anybody. Well, and the one thing that we've really? said, I'm gonna say it. You think they can by go the end of the year? By the end of this year, against the Cavs? No, yep. and I, the re- I think they can go five games with the Cavs. And the reason why I say no is if you, you look, look at we'll if you look at around the time that we talked about, oh, they're disappointing. That was about when they were like three and six, three and five. Ever since then, most of their wins, and yeah, they've had a two point win against a playoff team in the Pistons. They have had a 10-point win against the Hawks who have been struggling. They have beaten the Charlotte Hornets in overtime. But the you look at most of the teams they've beaten, Dallas, not a good basketball team. Right. Portland is wishy-washy at best this year. Fair. Minnesota twice. Are you fucking kidding me? The Kings. You can only and then play the who's on schedule. And the Heat, pardon me. And right now, that's what I'm saying. Right now in the stretch... The stretch is easy. Wait until they hit that hard patch. Do you want to go, Sean? They are going to get up there and then put the drama of Mello and Phil on top of that. Ain't going to work out in the end. Dave, what the hell are you smoking? Me, what's Phil smoking? That, did you say that the Knicks can compete with the Cavs in I believe a five-game series? At the end of this did. year. I think that they'll be in a place where they can do that. In what way will they be able to keep up with the Cavs? 
Don't know. Is that lose by happen. maybe maybe they will lose by double digits? Maybe they'll only lose by nine a game. I, I'm saying maybe it'll be like a Pistons series of last year, it where was it was all really good. Six to ninety four. Where it was all really good games, but they did lose. I think that the Knicks, if they went up against the Cavs, they would get smoked, and K Love would be flipping bottles two times on the bench by the fourth <laughs> quarter. We'll see. Maybe, maybe we have to set up a bet for this for maybe, postseason maybe bets. Maybe because I, LeBron I will, only played 25 minutes from that game. I understand. I'll, sh- <laughs> I'll shave my head. I think this because team LeBron, can get better, though. Carmelo Anthony played. He only had eight points, okay. but played 24 minutes. That's yeah. fair. Everyone was pulled early. Dave. Mm-hmm. That's fair. And if this was mellow on the Nuggets, then maybe, maybe. But this isn't the same mellow, right? This is not the same Carmelo Anthony. LeBron James has not slowed down since he was 26 years old. Carmelo has slowed down. You're, you're if you're saying right. Melo versus LeBron, it's not even close anymore. But Porzingis adds in an X factor because Kyrie is better than Derrick Rose. I will give you that. By far. But Derrick Rose plus Brandon Jennings gives you more depth at point guard. None than... of those guys can play defense like Kyrie, though. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're right. But it's, So you're going to have to rely a lot on Porzingis. So, so the answer is you have depth at point guard. You have shooting guard is slight advantage, I want to say, to the Cavs. Slight. Slight. And then you start going, okay, LeBron wins, but Melo's not, I don't want to say close because you guys get angry, but Melo is a very, very, very good player and is still a superstar. Not saying he's not. So don't discount that. I'm not saying he's not, but I'm saying. You got Porzingis and you've got Noah, who any given night is better than K-Love and Tristan Thompson. True, but K-Love does have decent perimeter defense. And... As does Porzingis. Porzingis is a better player than Caleb. I'm not, I'm not trying to say that. But if it goes down low, I think Caleb can beat him at least rebounding-wise because Caleb has been a monster, and I also take Tristan Thompson rebounding-wise over, over Porzingis. I mean, don't K- forget about RJ, man. Look, Tristan, don't forget about RJ in the playoffs, baby. Tristan Thompson did have that <laughs> Dennis Rodman game where he went, you know, like 1.20 rebounds. Like, that was awesome to watch. But, no, I, I'm sorry. I think that... Porzingis brings defensive down low. He can match up pretty well with Kevin Love because they both can take the ball outside. I think that that is like a mirror match, and I think that Porzingis can beat him. I don't know how we got on this conversation, but real just to, to just to wrap it up yeah, and go back it. to the Knicks. I don't know if you forgot about LeBron James and how good LeBron James is. I LeBron know. James proved last year that he, he can, can beat, beat teams the, one-handed. He beat the Warriors yeah. one-handed. Yep. So I'm not saying they were going to win. I'm saying they can go in a series. They can make it interesting. And again, what I use as a reference, I used the Pistons series last year where they didn't win, but all the games were competitive. I hope this actually For happens because we will make a bet where one of us is shaving our heads. Ooh. Anyways. Can I make a statement yes. that's probably yes. not as get, bold get as us back, Dave's? Get us back on the... But it's going to get us back on just yeah, the yeah, Knicks. Let's hear it. it goes around Melo, and it doesn't have anything to do against Melo not being a superstar, but I sit here today, and I think that... I look at this team, and I know you bring up KP, yep. and you bring up Porzingis, and it's great. He's the future, yep. but this team will never win a championship, will never go anywhere with Carmelo Anthony on this team. Is that because him and Phil are going to implode on each other and like, think, somebody's getting well, out of town? This season, I think it's going like that is going to come to a head this season. It's like when you shake up a bottle yeah. and you just keep shaking well, it. Well, you toss it to Mentos first and yeah, then you just... Eventually, you're going to have to let that bottle go and it's just going to go all over the room. Or like yeah. a balloon. You're just holding it right now. Eventually, you're going to let it go and it's going to go everywhere. I mean, that's Joe Kim Noah's like the clothespin on that balloon. For right now. And then eventually, <laughs> it's going to go. He needs it for his hair. Also, I mean, you look at 
Phil Jackson. Yeah. We've talked about the players enough, but we got to look at Phil. He is the problem here. And I I just look at the coaches that he brought in. Derek Fisher, who was a waste of space. It was his own man. Yeah. It was his own man. He didn't even want to bring in Hornacek. He wanted to let Kurt Rambis keep the job, which would have been a horrible mistake. I mean, what Jeff, Jeff Hornacek isn't the best hire, but it would have been better than a Kurt Rambis. I think that he's the worst. If there's anyone that needs to go, if we're choosing between Phil and Mello, it's got to be Phil. I'm looking at Phil Jackson right now like, dude, you're the crazy old man. I get it. You won some rings. But right now, it's some like, just, just retire. and I know. It's, he doesn't have enough. It's, he's got enough on his hands. He doesn't have enough hands. But it's one of these things where it's like, know when Fingers. to just walk away. Get know when to just walk away. Uh, it's weird, but I'm going to agree with you on this. I'm also in agreeance. Uh, I think, <laughs> in agreeance. Whoa. Yeah, whoa. It. This is... Uh, Maybe a first. Well, it, but the thing with just with, no one to walk what, away. What has Phil Jackson done for the New York? Twelve million dollars is hard to walk away from. Like, go, that go is, be, that is go so be the genie in Los go, Angeles. You'll win a ring there. I'm gonna go philosophical <sighs> on you. If you're doing it just for the money, it ain't worth it. Yeah, you gotta love what you're doing. It don't look like Phil. Phil's gonna go it. back out to Montana, get some peyote, and just have himself a great old time. And we'll see him, you know, in ten years. He'll come on like ESPN and just be whacked out of his fucking mind. He'd be a good thing, analyst. The thing that Phil Jackson needs is to get out of New York, and that's what all of New York needs. And I think New yeah. York also needs to get rid of James Dolan, but that's tough because he is the owner. Exactly. Um, the, the the problem with the Knicks and the problems will always be with the Knicks as long as James Dolan is there is the fact that. James Dolan and Phil Jackson has the keys to the car, and that's like giving you know ninety year olds GPS. To like, be fair, he did draft Porzingis against everyone's okay. will, and that's what I was going to bring up was the fact that he is going to ride that, and that's why he will stay around because hey, I got Porzingis, but it's also like oh, and hey, Hernan Phil, Gomez the f- could we'll see, we'll see. But it's also like hey, Phil, what the fuck else have you done for us? Like yeah. you have one great thing, it's perfect, great job. What the fuck else have you done? It's like Jerry. Do you, do it's like think, Jerry Reinsdorf and the Bulls. Oh wow, you you got Jordan. You got Jordan. Holy crap, this is fantastic. Jerry Reinsdorf is the greatest. Oh wait, no, he got lucky once. That's pretty much my eyes. Do Jerry you think Reinsdorf, Derek but. Rose? Do you think he? Do you think they pull in these free agents in the offseason without Phil Jackson though? I think Phil had an effect on bringing Derek and Joe in. I think New York has lost some of its luster. Uh, because when, you know, this was in the, in the 2000s. The Garden is, is no longer a sacred place. The, I, I think the Garden's losing its luster, and it's no fault of the the Garden, but I think it's just more of the Knicks have lost their luster. But we've we've seen, I mean, no offense to the Knicks of the 90s, they were tough, but, like, I mean, you didn't win. You just didn't win. So the Knicks haven't won in way too long. 1972 was the last time they won a uh, NBA Finals. And Phil was on them, right? Yeah, that yeah. was on the the, the next time. I, I just think that the the only way that the Knicks will win any another NBA Finals is once LeBron's gone, and then once Phil's gone. And I think that's the only way that's going to happen. I think that's when Porzingis is going to be the star of this team. I think that's when Carmelo is either an aging veteran on their bench at like I don't think Carmelo will play longer than LeBron. Yeah, well, I think LeBron. No, I'm yeah, <laughs> yeah, okay, fair. Yeah, I, I don't um, think that. Yeah, unless he's playing like four. Unless he's Vince Cartering it. Um, and then I think that D. Rose will clearly be gone by then, and Joe Kim Noah will probably be out of the league. I just think that the only way that they will turn it around is through the draft and through Porzingis, because the only way it's going to happen is like I that. think Prime or, Porzingis is going to be a very unique guy in the NBA, or unless uh, a guy like uh, a guy like Paul George hits the free agency market, and you're able to grab him, and and Russ hits it as well, and you're able to grab him, and then you have Russ 
PG-13 and, and poor Zingado. But that's the only way I think it's going to happen. Ricky, I'm going to throw one any thing hope out. For, yeah. One thing. And this and final thing, too. This goes mix. off to what Dave was saying about the it almost about the Cavs and the Knicks. Let's say it does happen. Let's say the Knicks get in eight seed, play I the like Cavs. Going. Play the Cavs in the first round. Yep. Knicks fans, I want you to sit there and I want you to answer this question. You can either answer it to yourself or in the comment section. Would you be happy with A, you make the playoffs, go to the eight seed, get rocked by the Cavs. Which would I get happen? absolutely murdered yep. out in four. Like, it is like 150 to 40, that type of murdering each and every game. That's an exaggeration, but you know where I'm going. Or would you be happy with option two? You trade a guy like Derrick Rose on a contract year when he's doing good before he gets injured. You get some draft picks. You don't make the playoffs, but you're able to set your franchise up into a situation to build something around KP, around young players, but you don't make the playoffs this year. You don't need to make the playoffs this year for it to be a success. You can make a move like trading Rose to set up your future. Can I say one thing? Uh, Derrick Rose is overrated, and this team can make the playoffs without Derrick Rose. I think that's well, uh, I'm just a thing that I will say. He's is playing that, on a contract year, so use that to your advantage and maybe trade him for some pieces. Trade him for some pieces or some picks. I'm just saying that I, I, I we'll see if what what happens down down the road. But I'm just saying the Knicks can go to the playoffs without Derrick Rose. I, I don't think Derrick Rose I mean, is like, that much of an important. Nine figure of his last here. eleven games, he's had 15 or more points. He's not. I'm bad. not saying he's bad. I'm not saying he's bad, but I'm saying they don't need him. Uh, yeah, I'll disagree because starting Brennan James is is a. Uh, that you you have no backup. No, I, I agree, <laughs> but I'm just saying if you trade D Rose, you're probably going to be able to bring oh, someone in to to, to fill to fill for in the, the future, bench. maybe. I, yeah, but I'm I'm just saying I, I, if if you're able to fill a, a backup position point guard wise, Phil's able to fill exactly. I, I think I think this team Sorry. can make it without without Derrick Rose. If you have Porzingis and you have uh, Carmelo, I think that you can you can make the playoffs with without D Rose. And, and the final thoughts here on, on the Knicks. I think that the only way that they will win an NBA championship is when Phil Jackson's gone and LeBron's out of the league. And I, I think that's going to be the only way it happens. But I, I think that Porzingis is a top player in the NBA in the future. Without a doubt, him and Cat are going to be having some fantastic battles. We already saw one recently where Cat put up like 54 and Porzingis put up like 27. Uh, final thoughts on the next, Ricky? I just think that they are, right now you've hit a... Soft spot in the schedule, so you're getting some wins. Let's see what happens when you actually play uh, actual playoff opponents. As long as you get down, but as long as you're beating the ones that you can win, like your Bulls aren't, then you're getting to the playoffs. Mm, But we're beating the see the Bulls are different. We beat the teams that we shouldn't beat, and then lose to the teams that we should beat. So we're in the same situation. Who's a better team though? If if you beat if you beat you know if you beat good opponents but lose to bad opponents and finish 42 and 42 or 41 and 41, and the Knicks beat. Uh, bad opponents and lose to good opponents, and they're forty-one and forty-one. You still make the playoffs. You still same, have the same record. Who beat the Cavs? You still have the same record. Who I'm not saying the you beat the Cavs. Anyways, it's all I have to hang my hand on. Dave, final thoughts. I think the potential is there for New York to go to the playoffs. I sadly agree with you though that this team is not going to win a championship. Well, Phil and Carmelo are there. I mean, it, it's back to just how dominant one player can be in the league. And you know, there was always a thing. It's like I think uh, since 1999, every finals has included Tim Duncan, Kobe, or Dwayne Wade. And it's just like, and then LeBron James. It's just, it's outrageous to think that that is four guys who have been in for 17 Mm -hmm. years. And you think that, how many great talents do we see never win that ring? 
I mean, there, there's a ton of those guys who Malone, are, Stockton. are so good, Ewing. but they're not good enough to get there on their own. And I think that Carmelo is one of them. I don't think he's going to be able to get this team to the championship. I don't think he's going to win a ring. And I don't think Phil Jackson understands how to own a team and not run a team as if he were a coach. Like he doesn't understand that separation that needs to take place. So I think he leaves. Jeff, I say you give him another couple of years as a coach and see how things pan out because they've got potential. Like Ricky said, you need to rebuild through the draft. Yep. I, I think that, uh, sorry, my, my dad texted me about Chris Sale and I'm uh, pissed off about it. Uh, <laughs> just just going, finishing on the Knicks. I know I know that Jason Camacho will, will comment on the Knicks because he, he was pissed off that we said the Knicks have been a disappointment. They, they had a bad record, but things are turning around. I think they'll be able to be a playoff team. I think that ultimately this team will be able to be a playoff team. Ricky, we'll see. Again, it's only 22 games no, in the season. We'll see I'm what happens. Saying, not a chance. Anyway, there's a definitely not a chance. chance. Not a chance. Anyways, not a chance. Anyways, not a chance. Not a chance. Anyways, That's what I want to say. It's obnoxious. Okay. We heard so much. Anyways, let's move on. Final topic here is what coaches are on the hot seat for 2016 and 2017. Uh, obviously, the the names flying out there are, are Alvin Gentry. Uh, you know, you, you have you have a multitude of, of names out there. Ricky, when you hear that question, what's the one name that pops into your head? Well, it's not a name. It's just the funny thing I think of of. Sean, like, we all go, well, it's early in the season. By the way, what coaches could be getting fired this that, season? That has a better chance of happening <laughs> early in the season, though. Think about in the years past, like, Just how early did Houston shake-hand their coach? Mm-hmm. Uh, Dave Blatt, too. Uh, David Blatt. Your Got team's fantastic. Don't worry about it. Uh, you're gone. Shit. Well, and to me, it's one of those things where I look at, the first thing I do is I look at the bottom of the barrel. That's, and yeah. I look at team, and it's like, Okay, which coach could go? But, like, the ones that I want to say, like, the shock value of, oh, Rick Carlisle because the Mavericks are doing bad. But it's like, Rick Carlisle really, is a genius. Is he the reason why they're doing bad? No, they're playing four D-leaguers. I'm going right, to say it right now. I can look at almost every NBA team that's in the bottom. Like, I can look at the Suns. I can look at the Pelicans. I could look at the Sixers, the Nets, the Heat. I can give you a reason for why it, like, oh, I could see why their coach gets fired, but I could also give you a reason for, okay, I can see why they wouldn't fire their coach. That's I what mean, I'm trying to say. Really, what do teams try to accomplish by firing a coach? It's, it's a change in mentality. It's saying, hey, we admit this fit isn't right, and we need to make it better going forward. So... When I look at that, it, I look at underperforming teams. Mm-hmm. It's not teams that we expect to be bad. Like, we know the 76ers aren't going to win 55 games this year. That's all that's right. That's bold. I, that's all right, though. I mean, Joel Embiid can only do so much in limited minutes. When that restriction comes off, we'll you can talk. Only, you can only trust in the process so much. Exactly. Dave. So I look at teams that are underperforming uncategorically. That leads to me to your boy, Sean, Scotty Brooks. He is dealing... Did you expect them to do anything great? In I his expect first them year? to be competing for an eight seed. Okay, okay. I don't think they are. I not... don't think they are by any means. They will not be close to that. And they have a ex- one of the most talented point guards in the league. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, they also have Bradley Beal, who when on it, he's on it. But when he's not, which is more often than not, he is one of the worst contracts in the NBA. And they need a big. Who is or no? They not. They don't need a big. It's it's the fact that they need a big change, mm-hmm. and that's I, I'm talking. If you find a buyer for Bradley Beal, or if you find a buyer for John Wall, I think the Washington Wizards, as a franchise, need to admit, hey, this pair isn't going to work. We're not going to get anywhere. 
and they're both frustrated and it's only going to get worse over time. This is not one of those situations where you go, oh, I'll let them play. Maybe they'll get you know better. No, they've had their time. It's not going to work. Move along. And one thing, too, uh, and I'm going to pat myself on the back again because, uh, uh, weirdly enough, I think I what? said Scotty Brooks is a terrible head coach, and this is a terrible hire because you have two guys in pretty much KD and, and Westbrook. Groundhog Day uh, much? Who think, well, who think they are, are, are that level. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, John Wall's a fantastic player. I'm not taking it away from him, but... No, no, KD and Russ are on a different level than Bradley Beal and John Wall. No, without a doubt, that's what I'm thinking. But they think they're on that same level, and, that, and yes. they're they're <laughs> idiotic for thinking that. And then them believing that is is letting the front office believe that as well, and buy into a false narrative, which just says, "Oh, hey, let's bring in Scotty Brooks, who worked with guys who are on that level, who he are got on the deep talent. playoff run. They they almost got championship a couple years. Yeah. Weirdly enough, that wasn't because of Scotty Brooks. What? Yeah, it wasn't because of Scotty Brooks. It was because of some guy named Russell Westbrook, who's averaging a triple double right now, <laughs> and Kevin Durant, who's one of the Greatest scorers and James that we've Harden. seen, and then obviously James, James Harden. Harden. I was gonna, I wasn't gonna really play. Gotta let me finish. But anyways, playoffs. Um, yeah, I, I think I think that you know Scotty Brooks won't be fired just because he is so new uh, to to this team. I don't think it's gonna be a one and done situation with Scotty Brooks. I think that they're gonna have to deal with their mistake of hiring him uh, for at least a little bit. Ricky, uh, what, what's the one man that goes to to come? I've to your got head? two floating through my head, and I'm gonna preface this by saying a. When I throw these two names out there, I'm not saying they are going to get fired. Yep. This is just me thinking in my head, gears are turning from what Dave said. Why does a team fire a head coach? Because they want to change the culture. They want to change something. They don't like how the team is going right now. First team I thought of when you said that, the Portland Trailblazers. This is a team that right now is the eighth seed. They're only two ahead of Luke Walton's. L.A. Lakers. Who are, who are really banged up right now. Does that mean Terry Stotts is on the hot seat? Or could be on a God, expect, no. just unexpected, just boom, I think they overperformed last year, so this culture. is just kind of coming down to earth. I think I think that the overperforming might play into that, but Terry Stotts did a fantastic job oh, last year, and, like and he's said, a great coach. I this don't is think not me throwing him. out there like, oh, he should be fired. I'm just thinking, okay, this is a team that we thought would be better than an eight seed, the next coach I'm going to bring up, this is a shock value one, but this is more for the end of the year. Think about the Clippers. If they, yet again, second round, don't go anywhere, do the Clippers think, well, you know, guys, we had to go up against the Spurs and the Warriors. It's okay. Well, the Thunder were a good team, man. The Rockets, it's, too. It's okay. We'll get them next year. Or do you sit there and go, maybe Doc can't get it done. And one thing too that you, that plays into that with CP3 with CP3 team. with CP3 possibly leaving and with Blake Griffin, Blake Griffin po- yep. possibly leaving that might be the the sign of if those two leave then okay let's just clear everything out let's get you know out who you bring in then Doc Rivers the tank fucking commander <laughs> <laughs> worked once in LA worked you, once you go get maybe Sasha Vujacic then could come over from the Knicks and and, Jesus and, and, and coach the Clippers <laughs> Baron Davis. Baron Davis Boom. as a head coach would be Boom. I fix I just fixed the Clippers for I you. Think George Carl might be looking for uh, a By fixed too. you mean turn them, them from a second round playoff team <laughs> fixed to them. a team that struggles to get double digit wins. Fixed them. <laughs> fixed them. Anyways. Uh How I, are you I think, talking to elephant in the room. I think Doc is a uh, Doc is a big one. It's the elephant in the room. The, the Pelicans, the the natural I was disaster. Just about to get to him. The natural disaster is New Orleans right now. I, I think I think he was he should have been fired. Well, they got last Drew Brees. Year. They're I doing think, fine. They got Drew in that town. 
As long as Drew's there, as long as they're going eight and eight, but the other Drew, not (laughs) so much because he's hurt. No, not him. The the thing with with Alvin Gentry is he's never been a good head coach. And I I said this last year, too. He should have been fired last year. They're not going anywhere. Yeah, and and, and when you have a player, the problem is he came from a good coaching tree. So you wanted to believe he soaked up some of that, but no. No. He's bringing nothing to the table. With Gentry, too, I mean, you, you kind of see a lack of motivation with players. I mean, and plus, you, you have players that just are a weird fit. I mean, Pelicans are a team that needs to flush the toilet. How? You, you, need, to, you need to flush the, the figurative toilet yep. uh, in New Orleans of, of Tyreek Evans, of, of Drew Holiday. And, and Drew Holiday uh, is, a, is a great great player. I mean, he's, he's a great a good, person, but he's not yeah. going to give you 80 games a year. He's, he shouldn't be a starter in the NBA. He, he should be, he'd be a fantastic bench point guard. God, if he was on the Knicks... Ooh, get D Rose out, put Drew Holiday on the team. I'd love it. Uh, but the thing with the thing with that is 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 Tyreek Evans kind of plays into what what, what do you? I'm just letting play? you go. You keep going. Anyways, you need to flush the the, the toilet in in New Orleans. The only thing that's going to straggle on left is Anthony Davis, and that's the only thing that should straggle on left. And maybe Buddy Heald, if you want to uh, give him time. He's that. only 23 now. Yeah, I mean, but you know, but, but that's the thing is, is you need to get Gentry out. You need to get these players out. You need to realize that Anthony Davis is not going to. Stay in New Orleans. It's going to be very similar to the CP3 situation of if you're not going to be able to get him help. And CP3 left because he wasn't able to get help. He wasn't liking New Orleans because he never saw that team going in a direction. If you don't see, push this team in the right direction uh, of clearing uh, of clearing the table and clearing what you have in New Orleans uh, of clearing the old guard, you're never going to be able to keep Anthony Davis, and you're going to be into a flux where you might have to move again. Well, I've got, I've got a question for you. Um, yes, let me boss. let me start off with this thought of, I mean, we're talking about these coaching changes. Like changing a coach is magically going to get more out of players, and sometimes it does. Sometimes you know your message falls on deaf ears, and you're no longer effective, or maybe you don't see it from the right point of view to to utilize the right guys on your team in the best way. But we're, when we're talking about teams like the Pelicans, like the Wizards, like 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 a lot of these teams, mm-hmm. maybe in the Kings, it's it's the problem is with the organization, and you just need to admit that. Like changing your head coach isn't going to fix the fact that you have a horrible organization and you've been bombing every move you've made mm-hmm. in the last five years. So you've set your organization up to fail. And I feel like in today's NBA, blaming the coaches is the easy way out. I think there should be the more onus. Goes. There should be more onus on getting rid of the guys making those decisions. Coaches don't make picks. Coaches, uh, they have some influence maybe mm-hmm. in, in certain organizations, but I guarantee you, you know, Scotty Brooks isn't out there making their picks. I mean, it's, and, and this, don't get me wrong, I don't like Scotty Brooks as a head coach no, either, no, no, but no. it's just the fact that I the feel like The players were N- there before he was hired. Today's NBA is very win now. It, it's snap the fingers, like the Sixers are a throwback. They're like, wait, wait, what? We can take our time. We're not in a rush to do this. But everybody puts the onus on the head coach, and I feel like that's, Maybe putting the blame in the wrong position. Well, and that's why I was going to say, I mean, Alvin Gentry's only been there. This is his second year with the team. He was there. 2015 was his first year there. Why fire him after two years? Like, magically getting rid of him is just going to change the fortune in New Orleans. It's not. And that's the thing. Like, we were talking about, like Dave said in the Knicks segment, oh, give Jeff Hornacek. You get rid of Phil. Give Jeff Hornacek. A few more years to work, but magically Alvin Gentry, it's after two years, get out of here. Well, that, that's the thing, though, is you haven't seen improvement. I mean, this was, a, this was a team that was led by— But like Dave said, is it his fault? No, it's not his fault, but he's also not helping the team. 
it's different than where it's like then let me ask this if you get rid of alvin gentry who out there right now is going to be the the ampy like the stitches to fix the problem it doesn't matter but when you have a coach like alvin gentry who has not had that great of a of a pedigree before this i mean he's again like dave said he's from a great coaching tree but he's not he hasn't really proven that he is a good head coach and and the thing with that is is you look at what is the new nba and Elvin Gentry does not symbolize the new NBA. And I don't know exactly the name out there that will fill in, but what you need is to bring in someone to fit the new NBA. You have a 62-year-old man in Elvin Gentry who has been in the league since 1990. I mean, you do not have a guy who has the same mindset of a Luke Walton, of of a Steve Kerr, of a guy who... Is is still fresh to the game. Elvin Gentry is an old coach, and he's he's a guy with an old mindset, and that's something that is good for an assistant coach to reel in young guys. But for head coach nowadays, it's not enough. But that's the problem. I'm for sure. If you don't know who they'll replace him with, the higher ups in that organization I'm don't know they who do. they. I mean, and you could talk around the same names who that every offseason the... it's like, could Ewing take a head coaching job? I know he's been uh, an assistant coach for a while. I don't know if he'd necessarily want to be the head coach of this team, but you pair him, you know, he's he was one of the most dominant bigs in the league. You give him Anthony Davis to work around. He certainly knows the struggles of being a big man mm-hmm. on a team that can't get it done. So I don't know if that kind of impacts his decision-making, his thought process. And I know because I've been there. I've done that. I've been in that place. I know how to play around you. I know how to get you, you know, hey, we meet, we need to have three wings out there, one big, and, like, a guy standing in the corner, only in the corner, just with his hand up shooting threes, which they had and they fucked up. But. Not ev- I'm going to relate this to baseball. Yeah. Not everyone can be the Chicago Cubs. Not everyone can have a head, can have a manager, and then the they Golden Goose. They won one Goose. World Series. 108 no, years. No, I'm not saying that. 108 I'm saying years of failures. not everyone can have a Golden Goose fall right into their laps when it comes to a head coach or manager. No, I'm not saying they can. And, and, and with that, you know, you, you can bring up the obvious of, you know, Luke Walton falling into to the Los Angeles Lakers job. Yeah. I mean, that was, that was the best thing to, to have out there. But still, I mean... The only way you find new guys like that is going after them, and, and just yeah. and just going through the recycled old coaches that were in the NBA that made the playoffs once because they had a great team uh, in Phoenix with fucking Steve Nash. I mean, that's not going to help your team. You need to go out and find the guys with great young minds, like Shaka Smart or, or, or guys in college who 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 kind of know the how to work with young guys, and, and especially with a guy who who's so young in Anthony Davis. Or you need to look at a team like the Warriors. All right, what 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 really ha- has helped propel? Them what what what, what took them from here? you know being a you know 40, 40 win team and a great to becoming the most dynamic you know offense in the NBA and now one of the best defenses as well and they have a great organization too so that's that's that might yeah. be a bad a bad example too but you need to find ways to improve and and a way to improve is not to go with something that you know already does not work. Elvin Gentry has not worked, and he has not worked in his previous jobs, and he has not worked in this current job, and that's why he needs to go. It's not because, uh, you know, I, great, Elvin Gentry can keep his job, but, I mean, you're not going to bring Byron Scott back in for any job. He had great success in Cleveland me, because he had LeBron me, James. Let me I get throw it. Take commander. Wait, He's got wait, a position. Wait. Let me throw this out, I was though. just squatching Dave's bad job. Is it because, and I'm taking some of the blame off of Elvin Gentry a little bit. Is it's not the, his fault, I, and the, I agree. Is the problem of who their superstar is. Think about the teams that were their only superstar is a big. That's a problem in this NBA. If your star, look at the Kings, for example, Boogie's their biggest star, not 
that great of a team. Unless yeah, you're big, too, yeah. unless your star right now is a LeBron James-like player who can play point the point, 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 yeah, forward, point forward, or is a guard-like Curry or Westbrook or Harden, you're not going to do much in this this NBA. Well, that's the thing. You need you need a guy who can bring up the ball and run an offense. Mm-hmm. And, the and, and is, unfortunately, Anthony Davis cannot do that. Yeah, I say positionally they don't have it. And then if you look at their drafts, I mean, it, it's piss poor, and they trade a lot of them. So that's not how you build a franchise, period. It, it, I mentioned this in the Pacers segment. That's not When you have someone as young as Anthony Davis, that's not the answer. Paul George, different category because he's got years on him. It's almost weird to say that there's almost a formula out there in the NBA you that know? has worked. That you have to draft players and that you have to build around young players. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean signing young, that doesn't mean adding veterans, and it doesn't mean signing guys to overhyped contracts. Because, yes, they might be young, Amir Oshik, but they <laughs> might not be worth the contract that you're giving them. Which and, that was a great move for us to get him out of fucking town. Just saying. <laughs> Just saying. But that, that poison that, pill. I'll never forget is, those two free throws he missed. Is that the, the never thing? Never forget. The thing is with with these teams is you see uh, an obvious thing that's working. You need to draft and you need to draft and you need to draft. And then if some draft players aren't living up to the hype, then you tr- then you can trade them for more draft picks. And you need to draft. You need to build through the draft. And there's yep. this thing called the draft that is very important. You need to Sean, draft I feel like you're trying to center in on something here, but I'm just, it's too cloudy. Can you it's, clear it up a little for it's me? It's the draft. And when you have a guy in Anthony Davis where you literally can't fuck up, he's the number one prospect, and you are able to draft him, then you need to draft more. And you need to draft consistently. And you need to draft players. And you need to get a guy who can find these players that will work with him. Because Looking at their their draft picks or just really lack of draft picks. I mean, Buddy Heald might have been a, 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 a it's a, the play style. I, I kind of understand because you have a big and then you have a shooter and you need the, that guy can pass it out to a shooter. But really, he's been very underwhelming yeah. here. And you look at Jamal Murray out there, the next pick who looks quite promising. And, and one thing too with with Heald is he wasn't he wasn't that he's a great ball handler in college, but he's not that great of a ball handler handler in the NBA. I think the easy pick there should have been Chris Dunn. Then you have a guy like Chris Dunn who, who works off with with Anthony Davis. I know he went to pick before him, but but still, just you know, throwing it out there like that would have been a perfect fit there because he's able to control the ball. He's able to be a dynamic player who can get to the basket, kind of like an Isaiah Thomas or something like that. But and, and anyway, anyways, I think Elvin Gentry is on the hot seat. Who are you, who's your choice again? Scotty Brooks. Scotty Brooks and. and Ricky, yours was? Mine was just I was throwing out the just Doc Rivers and yeah. Terry Stotts just to see what people think. I think I think the Blazers, more, I think Stotts is, is safe. Uh, the Blazers seem easily. to be Doc such Doc after like this a, year could be interesting. Though. I think I, that, I was going to bring that. I think that's completely uh, not out of the realm of possibility. Yeah. I think that was well, a, a, good, thing, a good idea. A good call. Ricky. The thing with the Clippers is when do, you, when do you say enough is enough? We need to make it to the Western Conference How Finals. How long will he keep Doc Rivers' son on the team? Austin. Until Doc, until Doc, Austin. yeah, I you forget his name. He, he, I'm oh, looking okay. at it on my screen until, right now. I just only refer to him <laughs> until Doc by his given name, which is Doc Rivers' son. Oh, wait, until no, Doc you, Rivers, you, you play, is, you play in the backyard with the my coach. kids. Yeah, you can come on the team. Exactly, too. and that's what I'm saying. It's like maybe that's not the best move for your franchise. One final player that uh, one final coach I'm going to throw out there because I always throw him out there because I don't think he's that good of a head coach. Uh, Jason Kidd, watch out. Um, <laughs> I'm sending <laughs> letters make, to your house right does now. Does he make the playoffs and get fired? No, no. If he do you, makes the do you playoffs, think a, do you think a head coach who makes the playoffs will get fired? Uh, Doc Rivers. I think we already, I think we already brought him up. I think it was a good idea. I'm right? going to say Jeff Hornacek. If maybe if Phil gets pushed out, 
Maybe Unless new, Phil gets an urge to coach again. New person comes in and they just say, hey, they you want know, their own we, man? Need a new, we need my own guy in here. Possibly. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens there. Uh, I, I think Doc Rivers is, I think, the easiest answer there, especially if CP3 and Blake Griffin go. I think that, I think that was a not not too crazy of an idea they threw out there, Ricky Wimmer. Uh, but anyways, that's going to wrap better. up this. It's going to wrap up this episode of the Fast Break Podcast. Thank you so much for watching on YouTube. Thank you so much if you're listening on Blog Talk Radio. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Don't forget to keep following us. We put out episodes every single week and also we're doing game of the weeks on our youtube channel so don't forget to check those out also we've got twitters and a ton of social media stuff that we would love to check you out and also go to patreon.com slash most value podcast if you want to see more video podcasts but for dave oster for ricky widmer i'm sean anderson we will see you next time thank you for listening to this mvp podcast follow us on twitter at most valuable pod for more great podcasts